Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Vulcan K270CO Round Rock. Texas Sports. The Horn. The Horn. This hour of the Sports Complex is brought to you by Viking Fence. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the horn. Complex on a Friday afternoon. We're going to get you ready for a busy weekend of sports where Texas doesn't play, but many other teams do, and the Cowboys don't play this weekend, but they play on Monday. We'll get you ready for all of that uh, here on the Sports Complex, uh, making some, uh, some college football picks, talking a little bit about the crazy West Virginia Houston game last night, uh, then not so crazy Broncos Chiefs game. But NFL, a little MLB as both the ALCS and the NLCS are set. We are down to four teams in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll mention that the Spurs are playing at 630. Oh, are what they? Another Wimbenyama. I, I'll, you know I'll find the tweet where I'll tell you how many Miami Heat players are not playing. And then you will ask, who's left? Oh, well. There's about eight guys. Uh, I'm Patrick Davis. I'm here all the time. Uh, with me on Fridays to uh, get through our picks my man Jacob Standard uh, joining the show. Uh, Jacob, are you having a, a good Friday so far? I'm having a great Friday up until about a couple hours ago. Um, I did some research <laughs> for something I'm going to talk about later, and it all it did was irritate me. So I'm glad I did that on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, this show could be it can be annoying when you do a show and you're like, I have this idea, and then you do the numbers, and you're like, I was wrong, and it's worse. <laughs> this would be fun. No, this was terrible, and now I have to bring it up. Yeah. Oh, if you guys had any uh, things you want to bring up that are terrible or good, you could bring up good things. It's a Friday. We'll be positive. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line. You guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails. And... Uh, I, you know, whatever. If you guys want to talk about anything, we'll get to the big fat poll in a little bit. If you got some picks for the weekend, we, Texas can't lose this weekend. That's a positive. There you go. Texas cannot lose. Can't pick up loss number two this weekend. No, don't say loss number two. See, that's that's negative. What is it? No, I know. But if you just said they can't lose, then we're not mentioning the first loss. Oh, we're just going to ignore that, that happened? Yes. No way. Yes, we're going to ignore things on a Friday. We'll right. remember it on a Monday. All Monday right. Monday's days where you talk about losses. Fridays, 
It's all about wins. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Friday's all, all about right. wins. Speaking of which, if you haven't gone to our YouTube page, uh, check out our YouTube page in the the Horn Austin and uh, and uh, see how how I am victorious in a game where some morning show producer thought he could beat me in a basketball and horse. That's crazy. Ty thought he could beat me. Yes, you did beat him pretty good, but I also I wasn't allowed to play, and I feel like the outcome was dramatically affected because of that. How many times have we played, and the outcome has been almost exactly like what that outcome was? Well, I thought I thought we were just warming up. We were just warming yeah. Up. I didn't know we were keeping record. Yeah. The best part about that is if you watch the video. Ty seems kind of already blown up by the time we start. People do not realize he was shirtless and shoeless when before we started filming, and he had to put clothes back on. Because he was that tired already when we started filming that video. Yeah, that's when I knew it was going to be a long filming session. It was going to be bad. And then I was just sweaty for the rest of the day at work. So that was, that was not fun either. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a show and just having to apologize to the guys, to, to Brock, who ran the uh, the uh, Vandergriff game Oh, he last took night. over that room for he you? He took over yeah. the room after okay. me in this little studio, the little producer's booth that we're in that I, I sit in every day behind the board. It's like, I apologize if it stinks in there. I played basketball about six hours ago. <laughs> I played basketball so. about six hours ago, and uh, no, I, I, no, I move very little. Yet still, somehow, enough sweat to make me smell terrible. Who do you think sweat more? Me or Ty? Yeah, Ty. I would say so too. But yeah. that was also because he was like running and doing, and there was a point where I stopped for a little bit because I was like, oh, I don't want to. Like I should just take a break. Con- Jacob's not even down here to film this yet, right? So I'll, I'll not do. Yeah. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six is the text line. Uh, did you get to watch any of the West Virginia Houston game last night? Uh, pieces of it, pieces of it. I was tuned into the Thursday night football game. Um, kind of wish I would have watched that one more, just seeing the highlights from it. That was an electric game. And, no, it was, and it was, it was a game where it kind of went back and forth throughout the whole game, and you knew it would. Uh, it comes down to the end. Houston decides to go for it on a fourth. Well, they don't. They they're gonna go for it. Then they they do the a false start. The they're trying to get yeah. Uh, West Virginia jump, they don't jump, so they punt the ball away, uh, knowing that their defense is really just kind of garbage. And West Virginia comes down, they get to a 4th and 10 on the 50-yard line. Yep. Uh, West Virginia then completes a pass, and basically all of Houston falls over. There was no one within 10 yards of them. Yeah, they just um, all take bad angles. He gets in. Uh, they score with, I believe, 12 seconds left on the clock. Yes, 12 seconds. Uh, go up by four Yep. Uh, with 12 seconds left on the clock. And then my favorite part was Garrett Green, the the quarterback for West Virginia, starts going over and really laying into the Houston fans. Which I didn't I'm see that. we're talking trash to him all game. But you're like, you're supposed to be, you're like, you're undefeated in the Big 12. Right. You were the favorite in the game. Houston's not that great. You can't go over and be like, yeah, we beat, like, you got to be act like you've been there. And I know you haven't because you're West Virginia, but you have to act like you've been there. So he's talking all this trash. And then uh, they get an unsportsmanlike, so they push the kick up, which are push the kick back, which means West for, uh, Houston gets a little bit better field position, gets sure. the ball basically back to around the 50-yard line with two seconds left, throws a Hail Mary. Uh, they do not swat it to the ground. Everyone knows you swat it to the ground. They teach you that in, in third grade, swat it to the ground. The ball goes up. Houston makes a catch, wins the game. Uh, the fun moment of Neil Brown while the field is being stormed by the 28 people that were still there in Houston. <laughs> they all thought the game was over. Uh, that He was mad because he wanted them to have to kick an extra point because they were only up by two. And if they kicked an extra point and West Virginia blocked it and ran it back, 
then it would be a two-point conversion for them, hence they would tie it. So technically, I see his in argument. the rules, there was this thing. However, all Houston has to do is take a knee. Yeah. It's all you have to do, and you'd be fine. Which, by the way, we'll talk about Miami in a little bit, and all you have to do is take a knee. Oh, man. Sometimes, How do you do that? <laughs> sometimes How do you all do you that? have to do is take a knee. Uh, but that was amazing. And, and and great for Texas fans. You're playing Houston coming up, so the team you're playing coming up uh, next week gets a win. Uh, they didn't look great either. No, so that game made you feel great. <laughs> it did make yeah. you feel pretty good. West Virginia also now is a loss, which means uh, Oklahoma is the only team in the Big 12 without a loss in the Big with with no loss in the Big 12. So that path to the Big 12 championship game gets a little bit easier for Texas because now you're a little bit more in control. You're not completely in control, I don't believe. Really? Because there is all the tiebreakers that if it's a multi-team tiebreaker, so if there's like three teams with one loss at the end of the season. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then, then it depends, too. If if Oklahoma loses, now how does that? Because now it's all these and it's right. head-to-heads. And uh, there's a you won't I, – I, I don't have the time or the math abilities – to figure out all the scenarios with X amount of weeks to go, six with six games to go, it seems like a lot. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait on it. Okay. And so, assume that some more teams will eat their, you know, the Big 12 will eat itself and it'll kind of, there's like six teams, seven teams with one loss right now. So. Yeah, no doubt. And I expect you to put out a graphic on Twitter immediately after the show breaking down all of the tiebreaker scenarios. So if you can go ahead and get that handled, that would be fantastic. Yes. Uh, we have uh, we do have a texter. No, I got a texter uh, that is uh, is that the scabs your opening music? I like to bring up who your opening music is. Our opening music is the heebie-jeebies. So it is around that time frame. It is an Austin band, but it is the heebie-jeebies. The song's called No Doubt. It's off their album Grateful. You can find it online. But yeah, the heebie-jeebies is uh, is what that opening music is. Good guys, good friends of mine. Oh really? Yeah. No, yeah. they're very good. So I uh, so yeah. But I love I love. I'm a fan of that song. What's funny is that song when they do it live has lyrics. The recording, it does not. Perfect for an intro song. Oh, yeah. Makes it very easy for me. But yes, the heebie-jeebies. I appreciate you liking it. What are the lyrics? Can we say them? I don't know what they are. Oh. I don't, I okay. Expect me to remember things. Some friend. <laughs> Some friend. Yeah. You, I've, you, you know me well enough to know I can't remember things <laughs> five seconds after they happen. Yeah, this is true. I do not have a great memory. This is true. And, but I do. I have enough of a memory that I can pull a quarterback's name out from some team randomly at points. And then never remember it again. Well, that's why you don't remember all my horse wins after we get off the show. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. I've forgotten the fact that I've beaten you every single time we've played horse. <laughs> all right, let's get to some picks. After a crazy Houston-West Virginia game, text lines up in 512-447-3776. If you want to tell us what college football game you're looking forward to uh, this weekend, uh, we'll start off with one of the biggest ones. Uh, number 8 Oregon versus number 7 Washington. This is also basically the number one and number three guys in betting odds for the Heisman right now. I believe so, yeah. Uh, Bo Nix for Oregon, Michael Penix Jr. for Washington. Uh, Penix Jr. is one of those guys, because we played Washington in the bowl game last year, I, I watched more of his film last season Sure, uh, going in, and then we played him, and you're just like, hey. So I was already on board that this guy was really good. He's playing at a high level this year as well. Uh, he's actually the odds-on favorite now to win the Heisman, even though Caleb Williams – Still, the, the talks about guy. Right, they're predicting. Uh, he hasn't jumped him in draft order yet. No, he's so, not jumped him. Yeah. We know, and he's not going to. Right, Caleb Williams is who you'd make in a lab if you wanted to make a quarterback. Yeah, he's the creative player. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this will be an interesting game. So, number one in college football uh, in yards per game is Washington mm-hmm. with uh, fifteen hundred sixty or five hundred sixty nine point four yards per game. Right, number two in yards per game. Is Oregon with fifty five 
555.8 yards per game. So you have two of the most prolific yardage offenses in college football right now. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Neither one of these guys play a lot of defense. Uh, it's going to come down to if you get a turnover and someone just basically turns over the possession, I think you're probably going to go for it on a lot of fourth downs. I would think so. Uh, so this game will come down. Washington is a three-point favorite in the game. Uh, I would take Washington in this game. I'm just a bigger fan of Penix Jr. than I am of Bo Nix. I think Oregon is probably a more complete team. Uh, but if I look at just some of the key players on Washington, uh, I like what they do a little bit more. It's kind of a toss-up, uh, but I, I would take Washington in this one uh, just because I kind of like those guys a little bit more. And if, I, if I'm going to say who I think would make a mistake, I would put it on Bo Nix before I would put it on Michael Penix. Yeah, I would have to agree. I'm also going to take Washington in this one. Um, Bo Nix, he's only 14th in yards per game, but it's a little skewed. He barely plays in the fourth quarter because Oregon's always up by so many points. Uh, like In this meeting of juggernauts, though, like you said, I genuinely don't know which way to lean. So I'm going to get a little help from my friends in Vegas, and whichever way they're leaning, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I'll take Washington to cover three points. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, let's go over to a Big 12 game. Uh, Kansas, number 23, Kansas. Everybody thought that Kansas was going to lose last week with Bean uh, still starting. Jalen Daniels out. Everybody thinks that they're not going to be able to do anything. They go on to destroy UCF. Boy. They have 399 rushing yards last week. Oh my so gosh. it's not, they said, all right, we don't need the quarterback. We're just going to run the ball. Uh, they kill it. Uh, here's the problem Oklahoma State last week allowed 220 rushing yards. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, so if we say that this team is going to be. Uh, this Oklahoma State, you know, they've kind of been on and off. They play better at home than they do on the road. So, you know, they could come out, and Mike Gundy could have the right game plan. Uh, Jalen Daniels is still a is, is a doubtful for the game. Uh, they don't expect him to play in the game. So you'll have uh, Bean most likely playing again. But I, I, I still have faith in this Kansas team. I think they're doing well. Uh, I have faith in them to, to come through and, and beat an Oklahoma State team that just seems a little bit down right now. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same side of the fence there again. Um, the the offensive numbers for both teams are nearly identical, except one, yeah. and it's the one you brought up. It's the rush yards per game. Uh, Kansas, 232 to Oklahoma's 132. Uh, yeah, give me Kansas, minus three in that game. Uh, even though it's at Oklahoma State, I tend to lean with the home team on close matchups like that, but I just think the ground game is going to be too much to handle. Yeah, it's one of those big 12 things. I think Kansas is just a different, like, I think they're one of those teams that is using NIL and the transfer portal and all of that at a higher level than a lot of these other teams. Mike Gundy is especially behind the times on those things. He just outright refuses. Yeah, so yeah. when you have those, the, you know, the teams that are kind of elevating are the teams that are using every tool at their disposal, where Oklahoma State, between between not really wanting to do it and you know their big sugar daddy passing away, uh, yeah. they lose, so it's hard to you know, get money. It's, they just seem a little bit behind talent-wise. They're going to put up a fight, but uh, I, I think Kansas is actually still going to win after we saw what they could do last week. Uh, Auburn versus LSU, LSU, at LSU, uh, number 22 LSU. LSU's favored by 11 points, which is still a big number, and I get but LSU has not looked good. Their offense looks great. Their defense looks terrible. Oh, yeah. And, and Auburn is not great, but they have a good, pretty good defense. They're hard-nosed. They're going to be physical, and it's kind of this battle of a finesse team Versus a team of just guys coming right at you. Right. And LSU is 113th in scoring defense. So you can, even though Auburn's offense isn't great, you feel like they are really going to be able to get some points up against LSU. And if you're able to get in and get some hits and win the line of scrimmage, defensive line of scrimmage against the offensive line, and slow that offense down just a little, maybe get a turnover or two in that game, 
I think it's wide open for you to cover 11. That's yeah. saying you may not beat LSU, but to cover 11. They covered against Georgia last uh, two weeks ago. When they played Georgia, they they covered that. I believe they were a 10-point dog or something like that, and they lost by seven uh, and put a scare into Georgia. So this Auburn team is not great, but I think they can – I don't think they're a double-digit loss no. to LSU, an LSU team who is just really struggling, and the defense doesn't seem to really care that much. Yeah, no, and I hate this, but I agree again, three <laughs> out of three. Um, I think the way Auburn plays football, they want to play defense and they want to move the ball on the ground. Yeah. I think that lends itself well to staying within a double-digit spread just because it shortens the game up. And, and that's the thing, too. Moving the ball on the ground against an LSU team like this with, the, with that defense is you're basically allowing yourself to get so many opportunities to break a big play Yeah, because they just, you know, like you're like, hey, if they just enough of those guys don't pay attention on the play and we get one to the outside, we don't have to take a high-risk play to try and get all our points up. We can kind of just run the ball and, and you know, play short game. and, and We're just going to break this thing down three to four yards yeah. at a time. And, and try and use time to really bog down your offense that you don't ever get a momentum going in this game. So I, I, they, I think LSU could still win this pretty easily, but 11 points is a lot of points. That's And I typically don't like double-digit spreads in the SEC unless yeah. it's Bama or Georgia. Yeah, I agree. And Georgia didn't cover against them in a double-digit spread anyway. Against yeah, Auburn. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. BYU at TCU. TCU is a six-point favorite. Uh, these are some of the big 12 games where you're starting to look at who may else may be in this, in the one-loss club, or who else may be kind of competing with Texas and TCU because of what they did last season. Yes, they lost a lot of players. Can TCU kind of, they look like they're playing better than when they started off the season, where they had a lot of struggles, get, you know, get that Colorado loss, trying to, trying to find themselves. They're doing a little better right now, uh, but they also lose their quarterback Morris uh Josh Hoover redshirt freshman is going to come in the game oh he boy. comes in the game last week uh first play fumbles like fumble snap yep uh second then like in the next drive throws an interception great so not a great start to his career uh but then he kind of turns it and he, and he plays okay he had a decent line by the end of it yeah so he he figured it out he bounced back right so I think that he's going to be able to I, I'm curious to see now he may be awful and you know this may be a runaway for BYU, but BYU is not a great team either this year. Uh, they've had turnover problems in some of their losses, and I think the game will really come down to whether Hoover or BYU decides to turn the ball over. And if TCU's defense is able to get them to turn the ball over a couple times, then I think TCU can easily cover six. Yeah, um, I'm going to go the opposite way on this one, actually. There you go. I'm going to take BYU plus six. Um, I just... That redshirt freshman is uh, it's a little worrying. Uh, Josh Hoover at QB. I know he had a, a good line, but uh, I just I don't trust him to uh, put enough points up to cover the six points. I think TCU could still win the game, but I don't think I think maybe a field goal. All right, well, let's do one more, and we'll get to Patrick's big fat poll today. We'll get you guys on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. One more, but this is a big one. This one is big. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Number 10, USC at number 21, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored. They're the home team. It's basically two and a half points. It's kind of that home team swing that it's an even, it'll be a toss-up at a neutral site kind of thing. Uh, but they're saying that Notre Dame at home is going to be able to come out and play against this defense of USC that has been picked apart game after game after game. And everybody told Lincoln Riley, you should probably fix that defense. And he says, nah, I got Caleb Williams. We're going to be fine. We're going to score 70. Here's some, have some brisket. And the defense all left. <laughs> uh, have some brisket. But the Notre Dame's basically Notre Dame. Uh, they've lost two out of their last three. The one they won was also barely a win. 
Uh, so they have yeah. had some struggles over three weeks, and it's Sam Hartman, the quarterback for Notre Dame, uh, transfer from Wake Forest, has had a he's been a, had a pretty good season up until these last three games, and it just kind of slowed down, and the offense doesn't feel like it's really moving the ball well. And what can cure that but playing a rivalry game against a terrible defense? Because this is a big rivalry game for Notre Dame and USC, and they're going to come out and you know this saving Notre Dame season because if you lose this game you are now Sam Hartman thing to you could pop all the numbers but you're you're done after this year yeah. now we got to go find another quarterback right and try and bounce back another one and people start going to be starting questioning Freeman after Brian Kelly and is that the answer and how much more of a leash do we give him do we give him a full another season to put this together but Ooh. that's if you can recruit another quarterback but if you can't get another quarterback in there then we, it doesn't matter how good your defense is uh so we know that it's going to be, can Notre Dame's defense slow down Caleb Williams, which I think it's going to be Notre Dame's defense is better than USC's off. Like, I'm just I'm trying to put this in the way of the matchup of Notre Dame's offense versus USC's defense. Sure. I think Notre Dame wins that more than USC's offense, offense versus right. Notre Dame's defense. That's right. I just feel like that is a game where they, that USC is going to be able, that Notre Dame's going to be able to put up points. All that being said, uh oh, it's a rivalry game, and I think Caleb Williams just wins the game. I think you, Notre Dame has not shown the ability to close games, and so everything would tell you I think Notre Dame is going to be able to put up points, but I think Caleb Williams just does Caleb Williams stuff at the end of this game, and it never gets out of reach for USC, and they're able to have a drive at the end of the game or around the end of the game and go put up the points, and then Notre Dame's not able to get it moving at the end, and, you know, yeah, all you need is a field goal, and that's so that kind of thing is. So I could see that. Uh, that's why I'll say I'll say that I I'll take the dynamic player to make a. This will be his big highlight reel so far of the season for Caleb Williams. Is, is what I'll say. I'll say USC wins this one. Okay, I'm gonna go the other way. I like when we disagree. I don't all like right. when we're all in unison. Yeah, I'll take Notre Dame to cover the two and a half. I will say this: um, the weather forecast. Now, obviously, weather can change, but the weather forecast predicted for that game. 45 degrees, 50% chance of rain, and gusts up to 25 miles an hour. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a dirty, gritty kind of football game, doesn't it? Yeah. That doesn't really sound like USC's style. It does not, but I also think Caleb Williams can kind of get out of the pocket and run the ball some in that as well. And if he can get out of the pocket and move a little bit downfield and then get the ball and, and create, yeah, I think he can create in space and not necessarily chunk it downfield, but get those 15-yard passes in to a guy who's wide open. Yeah, we'll see. So. It's going to be tough. The field's going to be a little damp. Um, give me give me the Fighting Irish in the cold, and again, Sam Hartman against that USC paper mache defense. I'll take that all day. Love it. All right, we're going to make some more picks. When we come back, we'll also talk some MLB and give our predictions of the ALCS and the NLCS. If you want to tell any of your predictions, uh, tell us in the text line, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. And we will get to the Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the day. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the day on the horn. Easy one today, just a fun Friday poll for everybody. You know, when you just want to get a big fat poll on a Friday. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Since we can text got a bye week, how do you spend your Saturday on the bye week? We know you're watching the games every Saturday when they play. What is it? Are you watching games still? Or is this a is this a all right? We're gonna do the honey do list on a Saturday. Ooh. Do you do you stay away from it? Do you decompress? Is this do you have a ritual you do on your bye week? Yeah. What do you do on your bye week? 
If for for Texas bye week, you know you get one a year. What do you what do you do in your Texas bye week? Uh, that is the poll of the day. Tell us on the text line, 512-447-3776. I imagine someone out there has something good. They're like, no, every year in the bye week, I have to, this is a thing. We go on, we go camping or we do, like, you maybe, I don't know what you do. There's going to be some reasonable ones. I imagine we get a couple diehards, though, where it's like in the bye week, I dress up in my full game day gear and I kneel in front of the throne in my living room. So, yeah. <laughs> I just go down to campus and walk around. <laughs> Go walk the stadium a couple times, start to envision the next win. What's today's date? Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm early, I'm early. Okay. Until <laughs> I'm early for two weeks from now. I'm going to stand in line for tickets for a week. Yes. Because <laughs> we're, we're in a road game next week, too. So, but <laughs> what do you tell us? 512-447-3776. What do you do uh, on a Saturday in your bye week? Also, the, the Cowboys aren't playing until Monday. Yeah. So, if you're a te- Texas fan, a Cowboys fan, you got nothing on Saturday and Sunday for football, you got to watch these other teams. I'm going to go find a nice, quiet sports bar, plenty of TVs, and I'm just going to hang out there. Bar. Quiet. Hey, quiet sports Those exist. Bar. Those Why would you go to a quiet sports bar? Because people... in our job, every Saturday is revolved around being around know, the loudest still... place you can find. But then you're just going to go there, and then a guy, is he just reading like the art of football? And <laughs> What are they reading at these? I assume anything where it's quiet, people are reading. By quiet, I mean not crowded. Like somewhere where I can okay, just no, walk okay. in, go get a seat. <laughs> so nothing. So not necessarily quiet. No, not like okay. no. Yeah, just not crowded. I'm just gonna hang out, watch all the TVs, and uh, just want to walk up to the bar. And I'll take two. Uh, shush, 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 shush. I don't want to push anybody out of the way for a drink. No, it's, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, it's I bye agree week Saturday. That's why I uh, be at my house. <laughs> there you go. Be at the house. You don't have to push anybody there. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six is the text line. We'll be right back on the sports complex. We'll talk some more college football. We'll get to your text, and we will also uh, talk some MLB playoffs. Uh, we're down to four teams. We'll get to that. Sports complex on the Horn. One one nine AM twelve sixty. The Horn app at hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here in the Horn on a Friday afternoon. It's a 5-1-2 Friday playing local artists that you can go check out live here in Austin. This is the new single from Madam Radar. They're doing a uh, single release party tonight at Saxon Pub. Uh, you can check out Madam Radar. Very cool band. They're playing tonight at Saxon Pub, and this is the new single, Bamboo Chops. Check it out as well. What a name. Bamboo Chops? Oh, yeah. You like Bamboo Chops there? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're talking some college football. The text line's open, 512-447-3776. 
Uh, you can. Add, we're asking you, how do you spend your Saturday during a bye week? What do you do during a bye week? If you're not, maybe you're just watching the games. If you want to say what game you're looking forward to? What's on your schedule? Are you know we're gonna be watching Oregon and Washington, USC, Notre Dame. You gonna be watching one of those games? You gonna watch one of these ones we're gonna talk about in just a second? We'll get maybe watching a uh, Sunday night. Maybe Sunday night you're going to that uh, Texas uh, Texas Houston game. Gonna get hey. excited about that. That's a big one too. Yeah, that's big time. I know we're talking. Uh, we're seeing. We may have a, a little watch party on Monday because the show will be off on Monday because the Rangers are playing a three thirty tip or three thirty pitch. So uh, that, that'll play during our show time yeah. uh, here on the station, which means I think I'm going to try and go out and be with the people and we can go hang out and uh, watch the game. So that's probably what we'll be doing on Monday. Uh, more information, go to hornfm.com, follow us on social media, and we'll post it wherever we get it. But, you know, did we we did not know that it was going to be a day game until about 4 o'clock yesterday. We're working on things as they come in. Yeah. We, like, at four, like 4 o'clock yesterday, we saw <laughs> the schedule, the times for the ALCS. Yeah. And so we went, oh, well, this is going to be a day game. Let's go do something. You know, I'm, I am I could just take the day off, guys, but I'd do it for you. That's right. <laughs> That's I, go right. To, I go to a bar and watch sports for you. There it's you not go. the thing I would do anyway. Uh, let's, and it could be a noisy sports bar. It doesn't have to be a quiet one like Jacob likes. I just want a quiet one on my bye week Saturday. <laughs> I just want to take in all of college football. 512-447-3776 is the text line. It's open for you right now. Uh, I do want to get some more games. We ran out a little bit of time. We'll hit those. We'll hit MLB, and then we'll take another break. Get to your text. Uh, let's go over to UNC. Twenty Number 25 Miami and number 12 UNC. UNC is a two-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Miami had the devastating loss last week. They should have nailed the ball to end the game. Instead, they run a play, run the ball, fumble, end up losing the game. How does someone not veto that decision? And Anybody. Here's the crazy part. That's happened to Mario Cristobal before. What? Yes, I believe it happened before, but he didn't lose the game. But it was a, instead of kneeling it, running the ball, and fumbling it, and giving the ball back. And you're like, what? So this is just his, like, I think he's just like a, no, we don't kneel the ball. Like, we go for it. And you go, there's a reason people kneel the ball. What do you mean you don't kneel the ball? You don't win football games? That's what you do? That's your mantra? I don't like victory formation. They call the formation victory. (laughs) I I get the trying to be hard-nosed and and never stopping. I get all that, but also that's why you don't do it. Because because (laughs) the (laughs) risk-reward ratio on it of, you know, I'd prefer just guaranteed win. I don't need to, especially in a sport like college football, where a one loss is is just so painful. Uh, he's you're probably not going to fumble here. Like you're a ranked team, and now you're at 25 because you did that. You're playing a, a UNC team at number 12. Uh, the problem for Miami in this game is you're going up against a really good quarterback in Drake May, who's starting to play better and better as the season goes on. Yep. Uh, and if you're playing against Drake May and the season goes on, and what's your weakest part of a Miami team? What's that? And it's not terrible, but it's the weakest part of the Miami team is the secondary. Uh, they've been eaten up through the air plenty of times this season. That is where you figure uh, UNC is going to go. They, UNC also has a pretty good run game, so you can balance it out, but Drake May's it seems like a game where he could easily put up 300 yards uh, passing in this game. Uh, I like what UNC has been doing. Uh, I you know If I'm going to take, I'm going to take Mac over the guy who ran the ball in fourth down. Yeah, I, I ran like, the ball and in, 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 instead of kneeling. Oh man, that's still it's unbelievable to me. I can't get past it, but I will try. But no, I like I like UNC minus two and a half as well. Uh, they get their chance to let Tez Walker loose 
which yes. they've definitely been waiting very, I won't say pa- impatiently on oh, that Oh, no, they've been waiting impatiently yeah. because the NCAA is a terrible organization That's... who does not care about the, the players one bit. No, not at all. No, so... this is this is a, we're going to hold a grudge against a coach and a, organi- and a school and then, well, are you going to punish the school or the coach? Nah, the player. Yeah, just the, the guy. The guy who had nothing to do with it. Right. No, it's unbelievable. But they, they get their chance to let him loose. Um, Bo Nix is playing his 48th season on his 25th team. <laughs> but no. No, no. no. Tez, he's playing we're, on his his second team he's suited up for. Yeah, we're going to deny Tez Walker. Just so stupid. But yeah, I agree. Give me Drake May, Mac Brown, Tez Walker. I think they beat Mario Cristobal. Uh, UNC minus two and a half. Yep. Uh, Missouri and Kentucky. Uh, both were undefeated last week. Both are not undefeated anymore. Missouri, uh, Kentucky still ranked number 24. They go up against Georgia last week, and I thought they would be hanging in that game. They did not hang into that game. Uh, Kentucky is favored by two and a half points in this game. Uh, the problem, and they get this is again, a matchup of strength versus weakness. Uh, Missouri allowed 274 rushing yards last week. Uh-oh. And do you know who's running back for Kentucky? Oh, is he pretty good? <laughs> is he pretty good? Ray Davis is amazing. So, uh, this is, uh, for me, a Kentucky game where if you're able to run the ball on this uh, Missouri team, you're just going to be able to control it uh, for most of the game. Kentucky's a pretty good team. Georgia's just better. And that seemed to be the first time you actually woke up Georgia this season uh, because we talked about earlier with Auburn, that Auburn was able to hang with them and scare them a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I have I have Kentucky covering this one. Uh, Missouri just doesn't have the run defense to stop a team that can really run the football. Okay. Well, Mark Stoops out there in Kentucky had some pretty interesting comments, basically claiming that uh, we need more money from our donors. That way we yeah. can keep up with Georgia and Alabama. Reasonable claim, right? Yeah. Well, they did not like that. The no. fans didn't. So, And this Saturday is homecoming night. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Mark Stoops in that game. And Luther Burden for, Mer- Burden for Missouri has put up 793 yards. He's averaging 100, 132 a game. I like Missouri. I like Missouri getting points in that game with all the pressure coming down on Mark Stoops, and I think it's going to get real loud for him over there in Lexington after this game. I, I think it will too, but also like that's silly that Kentucky fans are like, oh, we got to give more money. You're like, you've been giving money to an underperforming basketball program for a while now. Ooh. Like you have been throwing money into that basketball program to get the best stars that go to the NBA and become stars in the NBA to get to a maybe Sweet 16 every once in a while. Yeah, like. That team has been underperforming, and you've been throwing tons of money into that. And the bad part is Mark Stoops, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. That's what This That's, is what every coach says now. Yeah. Every coach like, by the way, there's these schools, <laughs> like, I don't know, the Aggies, who will blatantly throw <laughs> money around, and, and we don't need to compete with them like dollar for dollar because we're not ever going to be able to. Right. But half of those kids are going to transfer out yeah. because they're not going to like it, and they went there just for the money. So we're, they want money, but we can sell them on some other things. But we have to be able to pay these guys. And right now, I can pay half of my roster. Yeah, I need to be able to pay my full roster because we need to get depth. We need to get another, you know, we need an offensive line that we can get to that next level and all those pieces. It's just in bad taste, I think. It, it's all it's, about how you say it and when you say it. I think yeah. it's easier to say in the off season than it is during the season. That yes, especially. And, yeah. and and it's not good to say after a loss because then it sounds like <sighs> an excuse. A bad loss. Uh, if you would have said it while you're winning and been like, "Hey, do you like this feeling?" 
then right. give me more money. Right. <laughs> then, then if you're losing, and then they go, well, you're not competing with Georgia. Well, I don't like, have enough money. You're like, no, no, no. Like after the Florida game, hey, we got Georgia coming up in a couple weeks, yeah. and uh, if y'all want to compete there. Yeah. yeah, if you want to compete there in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleep, gotta, sneak it in there. Not going to yeah, help. Yeah, yeah not going to help <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, I, it's he's not wrong. Everybody says this guy. No. I mean, Nick Saban did that, too. Nick Saban came out and was like, yeah. hey, do you guys want to keep being good? This right. is the new game. Right. Or you could be like Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy. And the funniest part with Mike Gundy is, if you don't know, Mike Gundy has a rollover contract, which really? basically means that his contract is always like three or four years long, and oh. every year it just re it just re ups with no. And so just so you can, there's never a point where you just end that contract. Oh. They basically have to come out and be like, "Hey, we need to cut that off now." Fire. But yeah, his it, it like it just continues to go, and I think the buyout keeps going up. So it's an interesting thing because. It isn't a guy that you could ever just wait out and amicably split because the way the contract is for him, that it continually is always like three or four and years. And he'll just ride it out. Well, yeah, he's not. I mean, he's a grown he, man. He's <laughs> what? He's <laughs> he was forty a long time ago. He was, yeah. <laughs> he was forty when I was not forty. That's, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's hit uh, Kansas State at Texas Tech. Another big, uh, Big Twelve game. Two teams that we thought were going to be doing a little bit better. I think they're starting to find their ground yeah. uh, a little bit more. Will Howard has been playing much better. Uh, I, I'll say this. Morton, uh, the quarterback for Texas Tech, needs to have a clean game. If they have that, Texas Tech's defense at home, I think it's going to be too much for Will Howard and this Kansas State team. Uh, just because of the home team, I'll take Texas Tech. I think if it's a Kansas State, Kansas State wins. But I, I don't think either one of them is going to be running away with it. No, and I, I agree with you completely. That was actually that was my same exact rationale. Is I don't Neither of these teams really jump off the page to you yeah, as yeah. super impressive in one area. Uh, Brooks, the running back for Texas Tech, is very impressive. But that K-State run defense is very, very good. Yeah. So it's, yeah, give me the home team, Texas Tech, minus one and a half. Yeah, that's it's, you know, and what they say, it, it, everything runs through Lubbock, right? Everything. Everything runs through Lubbock. I will say they did play Oregon Venereal tight. diseases. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> Just <laughs> taking some shots at Texas Tech. That people. is not the turn I thought that was going to make. No, it's it's just well, you know about the Raider rash. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, this yep. Raider rash. Not, I don't know too much about it. I've heard it's, of it. It's hilarious when I see like when I have, now I have uh, friends who have kids who are going to college, and then like they'll hang, be hanging out and they'll have a friend that's at Texas Tech, and you'll be like, be like, hey, you many girls that Raider rash? Like, well, you know, it's a thing, and you're like, no, oh, don't <laughs> wash your hands, <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> 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 One more game. Those we'll poor get, kids. We'll get Those to poor them. kids. Be, uh, another big game uh, in the Pac-12. Number 18, UCLA, at number 15, Oregon State. We know who the quarterback for Oregon State is, don't we? Who is it? It's DJ. Wiangalele. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed Every it. time. Every time. Just making sure you got the pronunciation right. <laughs> I got it. Uh, UCLA is only allowed 17 points uh, to Washington State last week. Oh, yeah. That was the most points they've allowed all season long. Uh, UCLA... Uh, Oregon State's been putting up a ton of points. I think this UCLA defense is going to give them a real test. Uh, they played Utah, who gave them a test earlier, but Utah did not have an offense that was being able to do anything in that game. Sure. Uh, Dante Moore's got to have a good game for UCLA. Uh, I, I did. DJ. Wiangalele. Uh, five touchdowns last week. Yeah. I think UCLA slows him down. Uh, I'm gonna have to pick against him because I'm always gonna pick against him. I just don't like this Oregon State team very much, and then their fact they're number 15. I'm gonna take UCLA in this game. Man, I really don't like this. I think we only went the opposite way on two of these. We got NFL picks coming. We up. do. We got NFL. Picks. I also like UCLA with points. Uh, that defense, like you mentioned, is t- it's just top notch. Like you said, no one scored more than 17 against them. Dante Moore, I get it. He struggled a little bit. He's a freshman quarterback. He's gonna figure it out. 
All right, let's get some MLB predictions. Text lines open, 512-447-3776. What are you going to do in your bye week? What's the game that you're looking forward to in college football? And give me some MLB predictions. Astros and Rangers. Do we got any Astros fans or Rangers fans? I want to know how many games. If you're a homer, how many games your team's going to win in? Because I don't. I think that both teams, if you're in the ALCS, I don't think you ever either team's going to say the other team wins. No chance. You're gonna you're gonna say, but how many games are you giving the other team in this? Yeah, you want mine? I mean, so let's go. We go. Uh, we'll start. Actually, let's start Phillies and Diamondbacks. Okay, we'll go we'll NLCS. Okay, uh, Phillies versus Diamondbacks. Who you got in this one? I got Phillies in seven. I do too. Oh A wow! I don't like that. this. Dead agreement. We are dead wrong on this one. Diamondbacks in four now. Apparently, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't like this. I'm just I'm really high on this Phillies team after seeing them take out Atlanta because I thought Atlanta was. Surefire, one of the best teams in the MLB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, uh, you know, I, I think the Diamondbacks are going to have a strong. I just the Phillies have been there before. That that environment in Philadelphia is so electric. Yeah, uh, they know what they're doing, and so I just give them that edge on that. And their superstar Bryce Harper. I don't know. I saw something on. I don't know if there's a better fit for a town than Bryce Harper is for Philadelphia. There is now. If I we got to see how healthy he is. I don't know right. how bad he got hurt at the end of that game when yeah. he collided with the runner and hit his arm. Uh Hopefully it's not too bad. He'll have a little bit. He'll be able to relax. I don't think they play again until Monday. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. So you, you yeah. hopefully he'll be in the series, and uh, not in the World Series. Not in that one. No, he, no, no, no. He can sit that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's got to rest that one. But yeah, no, I like yeah Phillies in seven. Wow. Phillies seven. Okay. Astros versus Rangers. How many games are you giving the Astros to win this? Astros in six. We're green again. This no is too much. Way. No. I don't like this. This is too this much is agreement. Not... I do have Astros in six as well, uh, mostly because they're probably going to drop some at home. Well, I think I think this is actually the one time they flipped the script. I think you the think Astros. They do well at all. That's why I gave them. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think they win it in six. I think the Astros. I think, I think the people are. You know, there's going to be too much Creed going on, and you're going to need you're going to need the Astros to shut up this Creed music. <laughs> I don't like. I didn't have a problem with Rangers all the way until they brought Creed into this problem. Really? I, I, do, I can't stand that they're pretending that they don't like Creed, and you shouldn't like Creed. As as an Astros fan, I'm okay with the Creed thing. First of all, right. Creed's Mar- are Marlins fans. Let's just start there. Really? The, they wrote a song for the Marlins. Oh. It's awful, by the way. Oh, well, that's why I've never heard it. It is terrible. I'll play it. I'll play it. I'll tell you what. I'll play it in the next segment. Okay, I'll find perfect. it. I'll play it. But perfect. yeah, Creed wrote it. Like Scott Stapp does a song for the Marlins. Oh, man. So he's already not a fan of your team. Now, of course, he's going to show up because there's money involved. Yeah. And he's, he's a good... He's a good Christian boy who's will sell out for money whenever he can. Those are not together. I'm saying he's not a good Christian. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. I don't want to attack a religion on this. That's not the same <laughs> category. Attack, I'm going to attack one guy, not a religion. Go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anti-creed. I'm so I'm anti-creed. No, we we all know what the Rangers lineup is. They can put up double digits on anybody, yeah. but they haven't been here as often as the Astros. So they'll put up a fight, but that championship pedigree is going to shine through. Yeah, and it's going to be, you know, once you get past Avaldi are you going to be able to have the pitching to you know continue to stay in the game? And can you leave? Can you trust your guys? Can Bruce Bochy trust his guys if the Astros put up some runs? Because that bullpen has a lot of holes. Well, the Astros have the same question mark on the starting lineup. They do, but they've had some guys that played pretty well in the playoffs so far. No and, doubt. And the Astros bullpen is a lot stronger than the Rangers bullpen is. I'll agree with that. Yeah. So I think that's where you take an edge of. If the Astros have to get out of somebody in the fourth or fifth inning, you feel a little bit better about how they're going to be able to get through it. And no, they may not because you may put Hunter Brown in, and then he decides to have a bad game too, and it's just a loss. Right. Uh, but I think there's more guys in the Houston bullpen that have a little bit more experience and may be able to do something. So I have the Astros in six. A World Series winner. 
The Astros. Are you kidding me? How many? Oh, the Astros in... Astros, Phillies. Astros in five. Yeah. Astros in five sounds good. It, Astro- may, be, it may be six, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I just, I genuinely think this ALCS is going to determine who's going to win the World Series. I, you know, I do too, but I, that's probably because I'm a homer. Uh, <laughs> no. Never. What are your World Series picks, guys, on the text line? 512-447-3776. Do you hate Creed? Do you love Creed? I'm going to block your phone number if you love Creed. You can say you like them, but if you say you love them, you're Go ahead and blocked. send in all your Creed suggestions, and we'll come back from every break playing Creed. We're not. We're that? not. It's a 512 Friday. We're playing decent, solid artists from the city of Austin, We'll Texas. have Creed cover 512 Friday. I will, I tell, will tell you. I will play you some of Scott Stapp's terrible Marlon song when we come back. <laughs> That's a, that I'll find. I'll find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. All I right. will find that. Uh, we'll get to your text, too. 512-447-3776. What games are you looking forward to this weekend? Any predictions for this weekend? What are you going to do for the bye week? Do you still watch football all day? Or are you somebody that says this is the week to take off and, and you know, maybe tend to, tend to familial matters that you have put off for the last several weeks? I can't do it. It's like an addiction. Maybe clean the room that's still, like, <laughs> go in the garage and get that cleaned out. Clean before, your football room. You know, the <laughs> weather's a little bit nicer. You know, the thing where you've been putting off because it's too hot? Yeah. Maybe get to that. I don't know. Tell us what you got. 512-447-3776. We come back. Uh, we will start reading your text, and uh, we will also play you some terrible Scott Stapp Marlin songs so you can stop rooting for him, Rangers fans. Get Creed out of here. We'll be back on, on the Horn. one one nine Angel 60 the Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7. Of the horn. You know what? I think we. I think this is missing a little song. Might need to add a little kick to this. Let me ask you. I said, do you, do you, Have some hot sauce for me. Some hot sauce for me. I said, do you, do you. Back on. <laughs> Sports Complex on the Horn on a Friday. It's a 512 Friday playing local artists that you can go check out around town this weekend. This is uh, Honeymade. They're going to be playing tomorrow night, Saturday night, at the ABGB. So you can go get a slice of pizza, get a nice beer, and enjoy some Honeymade. These guys do soul and punk, and it's a lot of fun I'm digging uh, it. to go check out Honeymade. Uh, so, yeah, that is a fun show, and, and at ABGB is a cool place to go check out some music as well down there off Old Torf. And uh, South Congress, I think, or South First, maybe? Nailed it. South Lamar, South Lamar. South oh, Lamar. okay. Sorry, Got I can it. get down yep. I, I don't know. That's what you were all trying to street. say. I was trying to go. I just had yeah. to go all down the streets to get there. <laughs> go through the grid. <laughs> but I know we played this. This is what I should be playing for all you Creed heads out there on the text line. They want to do This is Scott Stapp, uh, his tribute to the Marlins. Oh, yeah. This song is called Marlins Will Soar because I guess he thinks that Marlins are birds and not fish. Fish don't soar, Scott Stapp. Do they jump? I mean, but that's not soaring, really. Is, isn't it, though? Yeah, that's how he starts it, by the way. Oh. <laughs> this is your hero, you guys. This is your hero. He's, I love that he's singing about baseball plays. <laughs> Yeah, all right. That's enough of that. That is Marlins. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. There's a music video for it and everything with Scott Stapp really singing it in a Marlins jersey. I expected it to be a song with like subtle references to baseball. Oh, no, no. I didn't know this was no, going to be. You know, look, we know Scott Stapp's the lyrical genius of with arms <laughs> wide open. 
where he opened up a third grader's. It's like okay, a sixth grader's diary. Oh, okay, a sixth grader's diary that of what she wanted. You know, Tommy from across the class. He just wanted to have his arms wide open. And oh. Wrote that song. Just giving you hard time, Rangers fans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I, I like the Rangers team, so it's hard for me. To, I can't get mad at the Rangers because I like their team. I right. think they're a good team. So I just have to hate the Creed thing. That's how I'm, the only thing I can latch onto in this in this rivalry right now. Uh, on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six. You can tell me if you like Creed. If you say you love them, I may block you though. I don't know if I can even block people on this line. I don't know how to do it. I'll find a way. Maybe it just does it automatically. I'll unblock you. <laughs> uh, I'll unblock you. Fear not. Uh, we are asking on the Big Fat Poll of the Day, too, as well. What are you going to do on your bye weekend? Uh, what do you do out there? Uh, TJ Horn says, going to visit my out-of-town uh, out girlfriend. Haven't been able to see her in six weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a long another six weeks after that. And then they play in the Big 12 Championship. That's seven weeks. Man. you get a, Then you get in a bowl season. Yeah. You better make this weekend count, TJ. You better hope they don't make the playoffs, man. That's a long wait <laughs> whoa, in between. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm you for better him. hope that for him specifically. Yeah, but that when you, when you hook up after Texas wins the national championship, <laughs> it's a good visit right there, TJ. I'm telling you. <laughs> Dexter says uh, Rangers and Creed in six. I don't know about that one. Rangers sweep. Wow. Y'all just jealous. You don't have any great '90s alternative bands repping you guys like Creed. Creed is a Scott Stapp's a Marlins fan. He's a Mar- I just played you the song he wrote for the Marlins. He's not a Rangers fan. Oh, my goodness. If he's the- in it for the money grab. He's using you guys. If the Rangers go all the way, can you imagine the single they put out after that? It's going to sound like that. It's going to be the exact same thing. It's just going to be, come on, Rangers, Rangers, make us proud. Yeah. It's just going to change the word out. <laughs> uh, who is winning and how many games between Creed and Nickelback? They don't, let's not call the Astros Nickelback. Let's not start there. And I'm not a Nickelback hater. Of, no. Uh, like, I get what they do. It's not everybody's cup of tea. It's not, I wouldn't go see it a lot, but... I look. I get it. It's okay. It's what is what it is. Let's, it's better than Creed. Let's not even play around with this. Nickelback would sweep Creed. I don't know. That would be the worst fight ever. <laughs> it would be like you know when brothers fight and they don't really want to hit each other or do anything. It's just a. It's like two guys just kind of <laughs> holding each other tightly a lot. Yeah. Just like you're like I'm you, gonna hit you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit you. Just headlocks that are like up around the top of the head, not really doing anything. <laughs> That's what that fight. Chief Engineer Creed sucks. I sent you the tip on that. My wife had them on the on the playlist. I gripe every time I hear that ear cancer. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I do also like that he says that he is uh, he is going to spend some time with his wife because he ignores her the rest of the season. Yeah, you should do that. You yeah, use this that. weekend to yeah go ahead and do that. Oh, this is a good one. We got to go to break, but I, I like this one. I dated a girl that worked for the company that would clean Scott Stapp's house in Miami uh, every week. She says she he had no furniture and sleeps on a mattress on the floor. Beautiful house though. He's a he's a creative. He's a creative. This what is what is this is what they do. This is he creative, or did he just spend all his money on the house? Well, I don't, he spent all his money on production. Don't worry, he loves don't worry. The next tour will pay for furniture. He loves his music that much. Uh, you know what? You're gonna, you guys, are, the Rangers fans, are going to buy him furniture. And he's going to go <laughs> spend it to watch Marlins games. You guys, we got to take a break. We come back, talk some NFL. More of your text five one two four four seven three seven seven six. You can enjoy more of Scott Stapp and just it's so bad. So bad. We'll be back on the uh, sports complex.